Hello, and welcome to the Secure Our Future podcast series. I'm your host, Greg Spencer, and with me, as always, is Tara Thompson. How are you doing, Tara? Happy to be here. We have two very special guests today, and in, in our uh, what we're going to talk about today is both athletics and fine arts. With me over here to the right, I've got Dr. Dustin Smith. Dustin, how you doing? And I'm living the dream. How about you? Doing great. And across from me, Darren Davis. How you doing, Darren? Hey, it's been a great day. So let's talk fine arts and athletics, right? So where do we want to kick off? Let's let's start with you, Darren, since you've been here the longest. Why are fine arts so important to the high school experience? Well, it's important for kids to have a place where they belong. And fine arts is one of many avenues with activities and athletics that gets a kid uh, a reason besides their academics to to extend their experience in high school, to create that um that social experience, um, develop them emotionally. Those are the things that primarily fine arts we really focus on is that creative side of the student and to give them something bigger than themselves to be be a part of. All right, good answer. Dustin, same question. Well, when athletics, we, we consider it education-based athletics and it's an extension of the classroom. So whenever um, our classroom looks just a little bit different, it's not just a standard teacher standing up in front of class and, and instructing kids. It's uh, life lessons. It's being a part of a team and handling adversity and uh, diversity and whatever else may be able to be part of athletics, but it gives them an opportunity to be connected. And studies have shown that uh, kids that are involved in something outside of the regular classroom, the graduation rates are higher, the GPAs are higher, and their attendance is higher as well. What are, what are some stats and numbers that people might be surprised to learn in regards to participation in fine arts and athletics? Well, one thing you would find is uh, with our performances, with all of our different fine arts groups, there's over 125 different performances um, globally with our Broken Air Fine Arts Team uh, performance uh, groups. Um, another thing I think people would find interesting is just in the grades 9 through 12 in the performing arts alone, not including visual art, um, um, but with speech and debate, band, choir, orchestra, you're looking at, at, at over 1,000 students involved just in the grades 9 through 12. Wow, that's impressive. Dustin, what about you? For us, it's impossible to say just how many events we have because there's a ton of them. Um, every night we have something that's going on. It's, say Wednesday and Sunday, we don't have um, athletic events happening. But we service over 1,800 students that are part of our athletic programs from 8th uh, grade through 12th grade. And so all those kids need something to do and we got to have events for them to participate in. And so we have a wide array of students that are involved in a wide array of events week in and week out from the start of August through the end of May. So that's about 3000 students between you all. And that's just on a yearly basis. That doesn't even count the compounding effect that fine arts and athletics have had over, you know, our district's hundred year history. So that's pretty impressive. Um, and also the reputation. I mean, everybody knows the band. <laughs> yeah. Right? They know the pride. <laughs> <laughs> we we love it that there are um, bigger avenues than just our community of Broken Arrow to see um, students do it what doing what they do best, which is perform. And and we've been real fortunate that with our athletics programs, our our activities, and, and for sure with the fine arts, that there's become a brand that that people know outside our community. Um, whether it's the 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 band performing at Grand Nationals or a show choir going. Uh, to California for an event, there, you're seeing a bigger a bigger scope of where we can hopefully be ambassadors for our school district and represent our community really well, um, just even when we're not inside our, our own school district. Mm -hmm. 
And for our listeners who may not yet have kids that are old enough to be in the arts and athletics, how early does it start? How early do our programs start here in NBA? Well, if you think about fine arts, we're engaging every kid in the elementary schools, whether it's through their specials of uh, elementary music and and their art. Um, performing arts be start becoming available to the students once they, they get into the middle schools um, with, with band, choir, orchestra, theater. Um, and then that individual component that you see with speech and debate and, um, and, and with our visual art programs, you know, it gives an individual a chance to show their creativity and expression. The performing arts are much like athletics where it's a group effort where it's not about how well I do because if I don't do well, I affect all the other people on my team and in, in my performing group. So it teaches those life skills about, you know, uh, very much like athletics, teamwork and, and time management skills. Um, the, those life lessons start really early. And I, th I think those are important things that as they get started in the sixth grade and continue up through the varsity level, um, Pride of Broken Arrow, our, our, our Tiger Mystique and our, um, our Tiger Show Choir, Tiger Theater, that they get those awesome experiences and they're building those life skills that are going to serve them far beyond their high school days. Well, and I know from, from my own experience with having kids in the district, you know, one of the unique things in Broken Arrow with some of our elementary arts teachers, like even somebody like Stephanie Farlow at Creekwood, who was a BA grad, who I believe, did she work for the Pride of Broken Air or she was in Claremore? So like she's worked with bands before. I think the fact that we've got, you know, music teachers in the district that starting from a, a younger level have that experience and our BA, grad, BA grads is a big deal. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. I love that. You know, when I see Stephanie Farlow and Caleb Klein, so many, so many other yeah, former students. Yeah, my kids students, have him this year. They're, you know, they're, they're, just, it, yeah. they're BA born and bred, and that just keeps that cycle of, uh, of a history and tradition that we have in Broken Arrow. Yeah, very cool. Dustin, what about you? Well, for us, I think, I mean, competitively, we get we started eighth grade with, with kids that are actually competitive Broken Arrow team sports. Now we got youth leagues for about every sport that you can imagine and <laughs> yeah. travel leagues and um, – PE, trying to embrace um, physical education at the younger levels and trying to introduce them to team sports, trying to introduce them to a variety of sports. Uh, and we're, we're doing some neat things with uh, seventh grade wrestling and, and football now, trying to get those kids connected earlier. Because our goal is that as they grow up, their goal and their desire is to be a BA Tiger. And they want to be that. Um, they want to represent us on the, not just in our local level here, but they want to represent us on the state and the national level as well. And, and what, I mean, what are some things that, you know, you being new in this position that we, you know, sometimes the district size and that, and that aspect can kind of work against us a little bit in terms of just the sheer amount of kids that we have and, and not being able to get into the team sports things till eighth grade, but talk about what are some things that you guys as an athletic department are kind of targeting to get kids excited about being potential broken air athletes down the road? Well, number one, success. When kids have success, they want to be part of something. And so when you when you show successful um, history, then kids want to be part of that. Uh, but, but we also want to make it fun. The reality is they're only high school athletes for four years. Yeah. Uh, and so you want to make sure that four years is a great experience for them. And I'm not saying that great experience meaning everyone is going to sign Division One scholarships. What? We'd love that, but the reality is statistics are going to show you there's not very many that get to go on and play beyond uh, what would be BA. And so we want to make sure that our kids enjoy their experience here so that, like our next home game, we honor great graduates. They want to be like, hey, man, I was really proud of that experience that I had as a BA Tiger. And that, that's our goal, to connect to those kids and give them something to believe in and something to be proud of. 
Well, and kind of like I, I mentioned with Darren, you see a lot of, you know, former Broken Arrow student athletes coming back to coach. You know, how many off the top of your head do you think we have? I mean, we got, a, we got a bunch of coaches and <laughs> knowing where they're all from for me is a little yeah. difficult now just because it's so new for me. But um, Bo Walsh is the easy one. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you, you want those kids that are going to be here and forever that want to be part of what we're doing. Obviously, they're going to go off to college and get educated and, um, at, at the higher education level. But we want them to come back and connect and and share with our kids that, hey, I was successful here and I had a great experience here and now look what I'm doing now and gives our kids an opportunity to look for somebody that say, hey, I want to be just like that. So shifting gears a little bit into the bond issue, um, one of the things that we want to make sure we highlight today is the the fine arts and athletic um, portions of the bond issue. Because again, as Greg and I have talked before in previous episodes, there's not, you know, a big shiny new facility um, with this bond issue, but there are some key renovations for for both of the program areas that you oversee. So who wants to to talk first about their projects? Well, I'll jump in with with fine arts. Um, you know, a little history of, of this campus here, when you see the new facade on the front of the school and the facility that we're actually sitting in right now was, was constructed and opened in uh, around 2014. Um, I was involved in the design process. And if you think about back in those the, that time, we were still North Intermediate, South Intermediate, and the high school. And when we designed this facility here, one of the questions we kept asking the superintendent at that time and our design committee is, what are we building? Are we building what are we building a 10 through 12? We've been hearing that we might move that way. And, and the, the, the thought process was this is an 11 and 12 campus is what was designed at the time. So now we've shifted to where we're a 10 through 12 campus. Uh, we're growing in student body across the population, across the school, but specifically in fine arts, those rehearsal spaces, storage areas, um, uh, areas for, for the students to store their instruments and prepare for those performances. It was designed for about, about a third of the less kids than what we presently have. And so we immediately, as soon as we became a 10 through 12, we immediately outgrew the facilities we have. Um, so one, we're grateful that on the, the bond issue that'll go to our voters is that we'll have the opportunity to create some renovations, uh, for the, for the fine arts. What's key to know is it's no renovations to the existing fine arts spaces. What it does is it claims areas, um, that are available, will become available on the campus once the new student event center is, is open to create more opportunities for needs for rehearsal spaces and storage areas for all of our fine arts. Um, a, a couple of the things that most people wouldn't know, we have uh, art classrooms um, that are not in art classrooms at, at Broken Arrow High School. They're in a, a, a classroom that was designed for a, a math class or an English class. So it's too small and not enough uh, areas as far as, you know, um, the, the needs when it comes to wet areas and kiln areas. So we're, we're limited. So we need those, those spaces to serve our kids, particularly with there is a uh, requirement in Oklahoma schools that we have to have every student have a fine arts credit to graduate um, is, is an Oklahoma requirement. And so we, we're, we're, we're maxed out. Um, our speech and debate team basically meets in an oversized closet right now. <laughs> and so we're looking for opportunities to touch every aspect of the fine arts um, across our performing arts, theater, drama, um, band, choir, orchestra to expand their spaces and hor horizons so that we can uh, provide first-class opportunities for our kids. 
Yeah, because it's not your typical art classroom where kids are just sitting and getting. It's there's creation spaces. There's, as you alluded to, there's, you know, wet spaces. There's furnaces. There's all, all sorts of different um, things happening in an art classroom. Yeah, it's amazing. You know, I've been in the uh, a band director for a very long time and have shifted now to the executive director of fine arts. And so I know the band lane really well. But over the last year that I've been in as director of fine arts, really seen a broader horizon of about what all of our teachers do, what their needs are, and and we want to create uh, just first class experiences for for kids, and and to have that that collaborative team really makes a big difference. And so this bond issue um, with will successfully help us um, really grow into the next next era of needs for our kids. Uh, Dustin, from the athletics perspective, obviously the tennis facility and the improvements to that and their program. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, we we have a home for tennis, but we don't have lights. We don't have a standalone facility for them to dress and change in and bathrooms for patrons that will come. So uh, this gives us opportunity to serve our tennis program. See what I did there? serve our tennis program but anyway uh, king of the one liner yeah, so this gives the opportunity to serve our tennis kids um and allow us to host tournaments um on a more regular basis and bring more people in because we're proud of the facilities that we have we're proud of our campus and we want people to to experience uh events here and, and tennis is no question something that we really need to just address for more space for for tennis uh for our tennis program, there's four, there's eight courts now. Um, ideally, you'd like to have 10. Coach Milner would tell you he'd like to have 12 or 14. But uh, from a from a uh, land perspective, we don't have that kind of space mm-hmm. to create that many uh, additional tennis courts. So um, it's big to give them some lights. It's big to give them an opportunity to have a place where there's restrooms on site. They're not sharing with softball and baseball because when softball and baseball are going and tennis is going, it's, it's pretty crowded space. Yeah. Well, and obviously, you know, one of the, one of the other big questions in terms of athletics is is the pool that's from the 2014 bond issue that that people are still kind of wondering what's going on. We've addressed it in some previous episodes, but tell us a little bit of from your side of things. Well, our our swim kids, much like tennis, they tennis has a home and swim has a home with the YMCA, but we need to give them an opportunity. Our boys and girls club, I guess, is. Uh, the way to phrase it, but they need a place that's going to be their place um, and somewhere that they can put their uh, their decorations in and they can have that decorated for uh, BA Swim. Um, and Coach uh, Davis has been back, and she's been doing a great job of really encouraging kids and getting more kids involved, and she's a Hall of Famer here in our athletic program. And uh, we want to continue to enhance our swim program and the opportunities that are provided. And we understand that when we do something like that or the event center or whatever we do, that's that's a show showpiece for us. And that's an opportunity for us to host more events, whether that be state uh, competitions or that's uh, just, just a home where we can have have more meets for our kids to be able to showcase their abilities and, and their spe- specific skills uh, that they're representing BA with. You know, and you mentioned, you know, a little thing like decorations, but that home court advantage is a real thing. And so, you know, to constantly, you know, be using a space that may not feel like home, it's where you practice all the time, but it's not your space. I I think that makes a difference for an athlete. Yeah, it'll make a huge difference. And that's why home field advantage is such a big thing. And, and I know everybody will tell you the pool is the same length, no matter where you go, but it's still, I don't know, that pool seems pretty short <laughs> but sure. it's still the environment yeah. i mean it's just like a football field it's the same distance whether you were in owasso or whether we're at um, uco it's still a hundred yard field mm-hmm. uh, 
the pool is the same distance for those kids, but it's it's home for them, mm-hmm. um, and they feel better to be at home in any sport that you play. You want kids to have that opportunity to have their place, um, and and this will give us an opportunity for our swim program to have their their own place that that is dedicated to them. Okay. Uh, question for both of you guys before we wrap things up, kind of, you know, how would you say that facility improvements directly impact learning for your student athletes and your fine arts students? Well, with the fine arts, um, those facility spaces, um, there are standards in our in our um, in our curriculum that you'll see from across uh, with national associations that will say uh, an orchestra student needs this much square footage per student per size of the of the ensemble to have an adequate amount of space to, to be able to perform. And you'll find that you'll see some really great spaces that we have at Broken Arrow, particularly in our existing fine arts areas. They're great, but we've outgrown them already. And, and in a district that keeps growing, we want to keep staying ahead of the curve so that we don't get behind where we have to play catch up um, many years down the road. This will, Things like this allow us to stay uh, where our kids feel and look to their very best um, and are proud of their school even more so. And we want it to be where our community recognizes um, how important those special spaces are, um, not because of look at our neighboring districts around about what they can offer with facilities, but it's because of who we are as Broken Era. It, it represents our core values. It represents who we are as a community and a school district or how we want to serve kids. Yeah. And, you know, uh, Dustin, I'm sure, you know, all of our athletes and, and fine arts students as well get to utilize the indoor facility and the weight, you know, weight room equipment and all that. But when you look at some of the sports, you know, wrestling going into this new facility and the things that we have at football, basketball, et cetera, obviously students are going to be impacted like tennis and swimming. And it's going to have kind of a trickle down effect of, of them, you know, not only will your, you know, you know, be an increase in terms of kind of interest if we have these facilities, right? But it, it helps for those for those kids, like when they're going to class, knowing that they're going to go to practice in a new facility, right? Yeah, not just that, but the, they're representing BA, and we want them to be proud of how they represent us uh, and be proud of the, the things that they have and the way that they can – we want to be excellent. We want our kids to understand that being BA is the standard. I'm not worried about Owasso or Jinx or Union yeah. and all those schools. I'm worried about BA being the best that we possibly can – and for our kids to say, I've got the BA on my chest and I'm representing Broken Arrow Public Schools, that's pretty impressive for our kids. And we want that to be the top flight experience for them. So one final question for me, if we have people in the audience who maybe don't have kids in school or they're new to the community and have not experienced these programs for themselves, what event in, in your world or events would you tell them, come to this event and see the talent of our kids? Well, in the fall, I'd say come to a varsity home game. You're going to see our jungle squad. You're going to see our student kids engaged into into a, 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 the football game. Our football players playing extremely hard for for Coach Blankenship and wearing that brand for for the city of Broken Arrow and our Broken Arrow community. You're going to see the band, the cheerleaders, the, all the dance teams, everyone involved. And it, that, that just doesn't happen by accident. It's very intentional, and it takes groups committing to their very best. Um, you're going to see the pride of Broken Arrow um, displaying what they do. Those kids do at their very best. But I challenge you to go to a fine arts event that's in our magnificent performing arts center. If you've, if you're a community member and have not been to the Broken Arrow PAC, most of our events are free for the fine arts. Come in and get get culture. 
get uh, a sense of humanity. Um, the arts represent who we are as people, and it allows us to showcase our students doing what they want to do very much, So, which is share a part of their expression, their individuality, but inside that, that, um, that ensemble teamwork inside a, a performing arts event. So come out and be, in, be engaged and involved in our community. We would love to see you there, and our kids will smile and perform just a little bit stronger when they see that uh, full house there for, for their efforts. Yeah, and if there's people present, I mean, our kids are going to perform regardless, but if there's people present, that gives them a little extra adrenaline, a little extra pride in what they're doing. But uh, we've got homecoming next week, and the homecoming parade's a big deal, an opportunity for us to kind of showcase our kids, not just athletes, but our kids. Uh, and so the homecoming parade and our homecoming festivities, which will take place when we honor great graduates next Friday night uh, versus Southmore, which is a – a varsity game. It's a home varsity game, and and that kind of parallels to what Darren was talking about. It's an opportunity to just see a wide array of kids and just the impact that a Friday night has on our community, not just our school community, but our community as a whole. Yeah, I mean five, six, you know, five, six times a year. That's the biggest event that we hold in the, in the city of Broken Arrow, and it's it's like Darren said, it's a great showcase. It's not just about football. It's a great showcase for all of our students. So final question, people should vote on November 14th because, Darren, first. Because our community matters and our kids deserve our very best. And as a community, we should be there to support our, our students and give them those opportunities that they wouldn't normally get. Dustin. I mean, how can you follow that? I mean, I second <laughs> what he says. Can we just say that? I mean, it just gives a chance to impact the lives of our students uh, and in a wide variety of ways, but it impacts our students, and, in, and which in turn is going to impact our community. Tara, any final thoughts before we wrap it up? No. The last thing I was thinking of when you were talking about fine, art, fine arts performances is just a disclaimer. If, if anybody goes to see stars on stage, take a box of Kleenex because <laughs> you will ball your eyes out as you watch our students with special needs interacting with our student artists. It's just amazing. You know, that's what performance, particularly in the, in the fine arts, is all about. It's about getting us to show a wider range of emotion. And, yeah, you go to stars on stage, if you don't get your heartstrings tugged at just a little bit, there's something probably <laughs> but not not quite right in your, your wiring. <laughs> when I said that last week on the, on the live stream, we talked about if you can go to the Patriot Bowl and not feel a sense of pride, mm -hmm. then something's wrong with you. And I, I think I used the line that if that don't get your fire going, then your wood's wet because it's a really neat <laughs> – I mean, it's a neat experience to be able to to showcase that. But you saw in Owasso the pride. You saw our cheer. You saw yeah, our tigers. You saw people performing and representing Bro Broken Arrow in another town, which even, was really cool. Even the contest that they did at halftime was between the two schools right. and the student leadership groups, and which we, we won. So that was cool. But, <laughs> all right. Well, that does it for this episode of the Secure Our Future podcast series. I'd like to remind you guys to watch or listen to all these to get caught up to in preparation to vote on November 14th. I'd like to thank you guys for joining us again here today, and we will see you next time.